Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know what's annoying? It's the same stuff over and over again. Not sports talk. Like, obviously, we could get into that. Whatever you guys want to discuss. The Rodgers stuff. The Jets stuff. But I'm talking about the Knicks. The results with the Knicks. The same ending time and time again. They And by the way, it's amazing to me how lit the Garden crowd still gets for the pathetic franchise. That is known as the New York Knicks. I mean, it has been so long since they've been good consistently. And I get it that this team has been better and Jalen Brunson is a legitimate point guard finally. Now, it would be nice if they used him on a final possession. Why is Julius Randle taking on a double team in the final possession of regulation when you have Brunson? That's what's infuriating. But man, the Garden crowd, the place was buzzing. I know LeBron, it's been years since he's been in the building. Lakers, you know, always a big draw. Knicks-Lakers, regardless of where they're at, is a, is a fun matchup. But that place, was, it was playoff-like atmosphere. And yet again, the Knicks disappoint and cannot close out a basketball game. Now, it wasn't just about being able to close out. I mean, the Knicks could not hit a three, which is infuriating. Didn't hit one down the stretch. 7 of 34 overall. You got R.J. Barrett 0 for 3. You got Quentin Grimes 0 for 5 on the night. I know Barrett didn't play down the stretch either as he could not be found and nor could he be found in the postgame. Did not want to talk to the media. So R.J. Barrett having you know a bad night. And that's uncharacteristic of him. I'd give him a break because Barrett usually is you know such a stand-up guy. But clearly frustrated with the lack of playing time down the stretch as Tibbs chose to go with Emmanuel quickly, who's just flat flat out a better shooter. I mean, it's pretty simple why Tibbs did what he did. But anyway, you know, the Knicks, why go through Randall? This is what's annoying about this team. You want to get excited about it. You want to be into it. But you know that ultimately they're just not good enough. And... It's remarkable that even a team that we all know isn't good enough still gets as much attention as this team gets from their fan base or, I guess, the tourists that are in town that want to go to this game. But that didn't even sound like a touristy crowd. I mean, look, maybe half Lakers fans are there, whatever it may be. That that place sounded unbelievable watching that game. Best part of the game was having Ian Eagle do it, by the way, which was nice to see Ian doing the game on TNT. I can't remember the last time I watched and listened to him do a Nick game. And then the worst part of it, aside from the Knicks' loss, that dreadful court and the jerseys. I mean, look, you want to mess around and do that crap against the Pelicans? Fine. You cannot, against the Lakers, have the Knicks in a black jersey and the floor painted, you know, the black and orange the way that it is with the Knicks logo. It's terrible. Even the Lakers wearing their white jerseys. Like, it's got to be purple or gold for the Lakers, at least. 
And for the Knicks, go white or blue at least. I'm not even saying you have to be white at home, but my goodness. The alternate jerseys for that matchup, it's terrible. Anyway, the Knicks team itself, is it worth investing our time in? And I came to this conclusion earlier in the year. The answer was no. But then they get you sucked back in because they're playing competent basketball. And look, right now, I mean, you know, is today actually February 1st? Uh, yeah, it is. Happy February, rabbit. My uh, my old, like, third grade teacher used to say, make sure rabbit's the first word out of your mouth every month, and you'll have a good month. Well, I screwed that up this month. Miss McDonald, sorry. But anyway, February 1st. And, you know, football season is over here in New York, and really it's essentially over anyway with the glorified exhibition game in two weeks. But baseball season out here yet. Hockey during the All-Star break. The Isles and Rangers. And you focus on the Knicks, and especially with LeBron coming to town. By the way, LeBron and AD look pretty healthy to me. Must have been that much, much needed night off last night against Brooklyn. Anyway, LeBron and AD back in the lineup. Garden crowd going nuts. Big event with the Lakers coming to town. And the Knicks disappoint. Are they worthy of our attention here at this particular point? And the answer is no. Now, the reason why the Knicks are inconsistent at best is what? Because certain guys don't do their job. Now, it's hard to pick on Mitchell Robinson because he's hurt. But he's always hurt, and he's not there. And that's a big problem. But the other issue, and this is their biggest issue, even with the addition of Jalen Brunson, their biggest issue is their inability to shoot the basketball with any sort of consistency. And you know, Quentin Grimes, I know everybody wants to love Quentin Grimes, and I like him too. I think a promising young player, way too inconsistent from downtown. Just some awful shots at important points from three-point range. Now, I know everybody's, you know, nobody's perfect, but they need Grimes to be a little bit better. And even less than Grimes, because he's still a young player who needs to get better, obviously. Less than Grimes, the focal point to me, like if I rattle off, all right, Julius Randle, you say, yeah, all right, he still turns the ball over. All right, maybe he's not as efficient as you want to be from three all the time. But still, he plays at a high level and an all-star level pretty much night in, night out. He did it two years ago. He's doing it again this year. Jalen Brunson, nobody would ever say a bad word about him. The guy's a true leader every uh, which way you look at it. He can create his own shot. He can score, all that stuff. Uh, leads by example, goes out there and takes charges. Brunson has been everything the Knicks could have hoped for and then some. So where would you then point the finger? And I think the finger is pointed or fingers being pointed at R.J. Barrett. And that's fair. Barrett's got to be better. And this is part of the problem. We knew that for the Knicks to have success, RJ, you know, ultimate success, like taking their team to another level, RJ Barrett has to be better. And he's just not. He's not a good shooter. He's never been a good shooter. And he likely never will be a good shooter. He may have some good shooting nights, but that does not make a good shooter. And if R.J. Barrett cannot take that next step, and this is why you look back to the Donovan Mitchell trade that wasn't to be for the Knicks, and you could talk about all the rumors and, you know, which guys the Knicks could go out there and get their role players. I mean, maybe some a little bit better than role players, but there's not a difference-making player out there that at least has been rumored that the Knicks could get that could make this team more legitimate. They need... Another star. They need a star to replace what R.J. Barrett was supposed to be as the third pick of the draft a few years ago. That's what they need. Now, they might need a little bit more than that to become a championship contender. But to get to that next level, to be a legitimate team, one of the top teams in the East, not one of the bottom you know, play-in teams, which is what they're going to be. They're not as good as Miami. They're not as good as Cleveland. Certainly not as good as Brooklyn. The Knicks will be, they'll finish 7 through 10. They'll be in that play-in and then hope to be able to win that and get themselves a first round, which they're going to lose in. They're in NBA's purgatory, which is kind of the worst spot you can be. Now, I'm not going to lie. It is, you know, 
you do get some enjoyment, right, watching these games and caring about these games as opposed to a, a team that's going to win 17 games and, you know, the tankathon is on. But the Knicks have done their tanking. And they didn't get out of it well enough. They went from tanking and being awful to mediocrity. You want to go, you want to start at the bottom and go to the top like Drizzy. And they didn't do that. They started at the bottom, you know, after the 90s, of course. And they've been, they were at the bottom for the better part of the last two decades. And then their way out is mediocrity. So, sure, it's better than 17 win seasons. But in reality, how much better is it when you know that this team doesn't have a chance? And for all you guys who defend R.J. Barrett and love him, and look, I love his makeup. I love his mentality. I'll even give him a pass tonight not addressing the media. I think he's earned that with the high-character individual that he's been. But he's got to get better. And it's not lack of effort from RJ. The work ethic is there and has always been there. That's part of his strengths. But it's more about his ability or lack thereof. He just doesn't have it. He's not a good shooter. And then you think to yourself, well, the Knicks are tied into this guy. They just signed him to a contract. And how are they going to get better if this is the best that they could do with their big three? Aside from trading R.J. Barrett, I don't think that they can. You can trade the draft picks and bring in some decent players. But do you think... Some of these guys that are rumored to come to the Knicks are going to make a difference as far as them winning a first-round postseason series? It's not. One other thought that I had watching that game last night. Even LeBron and AD prefer to play at the world's most famous as opposed to KD and Kyrie. And... It does go back to that. And I'm not trying to make this a Knicks versus Nets thing because we already know what the deal is. The Nets are the better team. The Nets have the stars. The Nets have a chance to win a championship. But the Knicks are the premier franchise, even as sucky as they've been. However, the franchise had a chance to take a turn for the better. And they were looking at at the time, going into that offseason, where we thought that they were through the tunnel, out of the woods, whatever analogy you want to use, we thought that it was going to go from zero to 100 real quick. And you can see the top pick being paired with two top free agents, or at the very least, one top free agent. They fell out of the top pick, and it went from dreams of Zion, or in my case, John Moran, because I never really wanted Zion. Although I would have taken him, but I wanted Ja. But it went from one of those two to R.J. Barrett, and it went from KD and Kyrie to nothing. Or KD or Kyrie, however, you know, at the time we didn't necessarily know that they were a package deal. And that is why we're here in purgatory. That decision by KD and Kyrie, who both got as close as you could get without coming to the Garden. They came to Brooklyn, or they went to Brooklyn. And the Knicks are still star chasing. And until they land one, you know, remember, for years it's Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell and whatever, you know. Oh, maybe when Giannis becomes a free agent years ago before he got his deal. Like, everybody's talking about all these possibilities. And none have become a reality. Jalen Brunson, I mean, if they couldn't sign him where his dad works for the team, might as well fold up shop. But Brunson can't do it by himself. They've developed Randall nicely. He's still not a top guy. They're like a B team. The other teams have a big three or super legitimate superstars surrounded by guys who could become stars or just very solid role players. The Knicks have three guys. Actually, I shouldn't say that to Brunson 
Brunson could be an A guy, one of three A guys, or one of the top guys. But Randall's a B, and Barrett is probably a C, maybe C-plus at best. And those are the guys that the Knicks are looking to to be stud players. That's the problem. So we care about the Knicks because this is New York, but they're a 500 team, a bottom-tier playoff team that has no chance to win a series. I'm not saying they'd rather you know, we'd rather see them strip it down and and tank, but what good is this? And what do you think is going to happen next year? Same thing. And if everything goes well, maybe they somehow upset somebody and win a first round. Maybe they get into the fifth spot and can upset. You know, let's say Brooklyn moves up. I don't even know. They can't beat. You know, they can't upset anybody in the fourth in the fifth spot because. They'd be playing either the Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, or Nets. That's not going to happen. They're not beating those teams. I mean, maybe if they played Miami or Cleveland in the first round somehow, they could win that series. That's not going to happen. So how are the Knicks exactly changing from what they are now, which is mediocre? How are they getting to the next level? It's the same thing every year. Trade for a superstar. Not drafting one at this point because they're not going to have that high of a pick. And we just wait and wait until they get a superstar. But on a night where LeBron is in town, it reminds you of how special Madison Square Garden can be even during the regular season, even with a team that has really no shot to do any significant damage. That place was jumping. And the energy there, unbelievable. Forget the stars in the building. Who cares about that nonsense? I'll even forget the ugly jerseys that they chose to wear. The garden still can be special. It's just a shame that the team that plays there is anything but. 877-337-6666. We'll get into Rodgers as well. as He obviously had some interesting things to say. Yet again on McAfee's show, so we could talk about him and the possibilities of the Jets landing him. Look, they got to get him. Bottom line, Jets got to get him. Anything else is a failure at this point. Plus, maybe get into some hot stove, although you know not much doing for the Mets and Yanks as far as moves go, but we can anticipate what's going to take place this spring and obviously go on into the season, talk about Jeff McNeil and him being locked up and what that means for Alonzo possibly. So a lot to get into with that as well. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. 
Delicata back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Fleeks, what do you think of my hoodie? You like this nice hoodie that I got the other day? Did you check this out? This nice, see that right there? It's a little wooden. It's it? a very nice team logo. Now, I don't do call love this one? the this, Fisherman. Oh, yeah, the Fisherman logo. Right. That's the Islanders Fisherman logo. I've never really been a fan of it, but. But I listen, the blue and orange looks good. Yeah, well, that is true. Blue and orange, those are my colors. But I like the old school. It just reminds me of when it first happened, and we used to always make fun of the the fish sticks. Uh, but I like this little Islanders uh, nice hoodie there. Yeah, I thought this was. You know, I picked out a little variety, so I wanted at least one thing. You know, the jersey that was given to me from Mister Ledecky was uh, an old school, just traditional blue Islander jersey, which is perfect. And then I wanted a little fisherman, uh, you know, kind of new school logo. So I went with this, and then we got a you know another couple of things that people were. I don't know, maybe we're well. That's why it's smart to get the variety: old logo, new logo, yeah, mixing right. everything. Want to change it up a little bit? A little hoodie, it's stylish. Jersey. I'll say that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I like this. Actually, I do think. All kidding aside, I do think this is from Carl Banks' clothing line. Doesn't he have a clothing line? He does. Yes. Right. So this is it because I remember on the tags and I ripped them off. Unfortunately, I was like, oh, look at that, Carl's clothing line. But this is very nice. Um. Yeah, you gotta support. Gotta support the team, whatever team it is that uh, gives you free merch. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. Look, with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he said he's not going to make a decision for a while. Packers apparently talking about a decision without involving Rodgers. This, according to what he said on the Pat McAfee show. Bottom line is this: unless Miami gets involved, and, you know, Rodgers could decide to walk away. Do you really think that Rodgers, based on everything that we know about him? Do you think that Rodgers is going to decide to retire? The most telling thing to me would be how much he talked about his love for Hackett and his family and that Hackett made the room, quote, fun. He made football fun. Those are things that you want to be around. If somebody makes it fun, you want to be around that. I Look, I, I said this before. I, I'll say it again until I'm proven wrong. Aaron Rodgers is going to be here. I really feel like he's coming to the Jets. I think it's the best fit for them, clearly, and I think it's the best fit for him. 877-337-6666. Gene is calling from Secaucus. What's up, Gene? Hey, how you doing, Seth? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it, Gene. What's on your mind? Yeah, I don't know if you remember me. I'm, I'm the guy who called you about a couple of weeks ago about um, saying that uh, it's hard to beat a team three times. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, <laughs> well, the it's, yeah, playing the, uh, right. Yeah, but we went uh, over. Remember, we said it's not. Yeah, like yeah. Don't. I was surprised. I was surprised when you threw those stats at me. Uh, the reason I called is I have a question, an NBA question. I think uh, you would be able to answer. I also want to make a quick comment about tonight's Knicks um, mm-hmm. Lakers game, if I could. You want the question first? Doesn't or? matter. We got plenty of time. Uh, I heard you say, and I'm paraphrasing that. I heard you say it with the the NBA season, and I heard this from a lot of people. Doesn't really mean anything. The regular season. The regular season, yeah. like the regular season. You position it for the playoffs, and it's kind of boring. And I've had a lot of people say that. What about baseball? How come baseball? You don't you don't say that about the baseball. That's the longest season. You know, right. I don't understand. Well, the ba- well, because that. because everybody in the NBA, almost everybody, makes the playoffs in the NBA. That's number one. Number two. The NBA players themselves take maintenance days. I mean, they're resting because they just want to rest, which is ridiculous. So they're taking games off. If you're resting your superstar to give them a maintenance day or whatever they call it, then why should we care? Obviously, you don't care about the game enough. Otherwise, you'd play your best players. So that's part of it. But the fact that everybody makes the postseason and really it's just about once you get in. Baseball is different, although with the expansion of Major League Baseball's postseason, as you saw evident this year with the Phillies, baseball is also diminishing the value of the regular season, meaning that big deal that the Mets and Braves were going head-to-head, toe-to-toe all year long, jockeying for divi- for uh, you know position to win that division in the NL East, and here come the Phillies, and they're the ones that get to the World Series when they finish 14 games back. There's no other way to cut it. That does minimize what the regular season means. Yeah, see, to me, baseball, I like both sports, by the way. For me, baseball is more minimized than basketball because there's less games in basketball. It's, you know, the dog days in baseball, the dog days of August. Mm. I mean, when it, when it gets there, you just want to get it over with. And it's just, it's so long. Yeah, well, I just feel differently. They, they play hard in baseball. To me, every game matters. Now, like I said, with the new rules, with the expansion of the postseason, does it mean as much to win the division in baseball? No, it doesn't. The Phillies no, prove that. Not with, at all. With, but with the NBA, these regular season games, how can you tell me they mean something when the teams themselves aren't playing right. their best players? Right. Good point. Good point. And my, my my thing about the Knicks tonight, 
I agree with everything you're saying. Those alternate jerseys I didn't like. Terrible. Tough loss with L.A., but no matter what the regular season record is with these teams, it's always a good matchup. And you mentioned, um, do the Knicks have worthy of our attention? Um, you mentioned that people aren't doing their jobs to play. I, I would also throw in coaching you know, at this point. Uh, and the shooting, consistency, poor shooting, and creating scoring opportunities. You also mentioned the uh, R.J. Barrett. Um, I think he's got to be better. I think he's got to be able to carry the team a little bit. For the and, Knicks, uh, for the Knicks to get to another level, Gene, and thank you for the call. We appreciate you checking in. For the Knicks to get to another level, R.J. Barrett has to turn in to a, an all-star. It's as simple as that. We've been talking about it for how long? Three, four years, whatever it's been with Barrett. He's got to turn into an all-star. I know he's young. I know he works hard. I know he's got potential. I know at times he plays like an all-star on any given night. He's got to turn into an all-star for them to take it, take their game to another level. I mean, you look at the Celtics. Why do you think the Celtics are where they are? Tatum is a star. Obviously, they have other players around it, but look at how they're led. Giannis, Embiid, KD, and Kyrie. Mitchell with Cleveland, and Cleveland's better than just that anyway. Jimmy Butler, look at these teams. There, Who's the Knicks star that could compete with any of those top stars? None. They don't have one. That's why they're there right now with the Hawks, Wizards, and Pacers in the bottom part of the Eastern Conference postseason picture. Brunson's a good player. They needed him to be a point guard. They desperately needed the point guard. He's not the star player that's going to take him to another level. And by the way, even if they got Donovan Mitchell, now it would be must-watch every night, and you have a star player, and plus a kid from here that, you know, his father works for the Mets and grew up loving the Mets. And I think all those things add to it. It would have made it more fun. But would they have been championship caliber? No. They would not. Even look at Cleveland right now. You think Cleveland's going to win a first-round series? Probably not. You know, the Knicks, when I was growing up, were always a top-four team in the Eastern Conference. So you knew going in, it wasn't a matter of, oh, could they win first-round series? It was a matter of who they were going to squash in the first round and then what was going to happen after that. But now, you're bottom half of the conference, and the distance between you and the top half is... Significant. Like, if you're telling me, again, Cleveland, Miami, all right, the Knicks are as good as anybody from five on down. They're And, and look, maybe not as – maybe they're not on the Heat or Cavs level, but they could beat the Heat or the Cavs. I'm not saying I would predict it to happen, but it's not like that's an impossibility. So five on down, all right, they're right there. But the top four are significantly better. Then the bottom five. John is calling from Freeport. What's up, John? Hey, Sal. I really like your uh, show. Uh, I really like hearing you during the day. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, John. What's on your mind today? I appreciate you checking in. Yes. Um, while before I make my comment, I have to say the NBA has some unbelievable talent. Some of these guys, super athletic, super, you know, they're unbelievable at what they do and could play in any era. But overall, the NBA Sucks. Well, tell me why though. Tell me, tell me why you don't like it. Because they chuck it up from the three-point line. They should have never brought that in. They dribble. They don't always dribble. Nobody dribbles anymore. They they take the ball from the bottom. Are you kidding me? You would get called for traveling or carrying the ball way back when the game meant something. These guys do they have like? Travel expenses in their contracts for all the traveling they do on the court to get to the basket. It's just a poor get no defense. Well, that's it's it's a lot of three point shooting and a little defense. And if you watch it in comparison to the college game, now I know the athletes in the NBA are far superior, but the college game to me is more entertaining. Oh, I, I watch college, but I will not watch the NBA. I'm an old guy, so I, I, and I play. I'm 67, and I played basketball like forever. And I mean, I it, it's just, year, it's just different, though. Around. You you have spacing, obviously, right? You there, it's not like nobody passes, and it's just one on one, which I know some people aren't a fan of. You do see spacing and good bo- good ball movement from the good teams, but it's just way too three point shot 
heavy for my, for my liking. Yeah, I mean, I just I just do not like it at all. Too many too many of these guys are divas and prima donnas. It's just it's just a terrible game anymore. And the, and the regular season means absolutely nothing. When I played ball, we used to sit around. A guy would have a transistor radio. We would listen to the Knicks playing the Celtics or the Knicks and the Bullets. I don't know why they changed the name. That was stupid. And, like, those guys played hard every night. And the teams came to play. And, you know, I was with the Knicks in the, in, you know, the 69-70, you know, season and the 73 season. And then, then there was, you know, Bird and, uh, mm-hmm. and Magic. And then there was the Jordan era. But now... It's it's terrible. I well, I mean, you still it. you still have star players. You didn't enjoy. Did yes. you watch? Did you watch LeBron last night at the Garden? No, I don't. I don't watch them at all anymore. Well, I mean, but then, like, but you, but like that was a special. And I get what you're saying. Look, if it's not for you, it's not for you, John. I can't convince yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's it's not for me. I mean, I'll catch maybe a highlight here on there. But it was like special that. watching LeBron return to the Garden. That to me is where the NBA is at its best. And thank you for the call. Where and I know I'm biased because you know I grew up a Nick fan, of course, and I love Madison Square Garden, and it's not just me. I mean, you don't think LeBron or Anthony Davis valued it more than they did going to Brooklyn? Why would they choose to sit out in Brooklyn, but yet they want to come back and play at the world's most famous? I mean, there's a reason for it. This is still the Mecca. As crappy as the team who plays there regularly is, it still is the Mecca. And unfortunately, too many times in the last two decades, we've seen the opponent come in and have their way. Where, when I was growing up in the 90s, that was not the case. The Garden was a place where teams came to get beat. The Knicks would have it no other way. Riley, Van Gundy, Ewing, Starks, Oakley, Harper. They respected the Garden. But nights like last night, when you see LeBron James come in, and the crowd was buzzing and energetic. And you see, you know, LeBron go out there and have a triple-double. That's fun to me. Obviously not from a Knicks fan's perspective, but I'm talking about overall watching the biggest and best players shine on the biggest stage, New York City. Not just the building, but in New York. So that still makes it fun, regardless of how the game has changed. And, you know, like I said, for me, I grew up watching 86, 84 games. So I'm good with that. These games now, 130 points, it's totally different. I get you got to evolve. It's a totally different game. And they have evolved to a point where defense is, I don't want to say non-existent, but it's not there nearly enough. And three-point shooting is the premier thing in the sport. But LeBron is, you're talking about, I mean, one of the great players of all time. Anytime, and, and it's winding down. He's still playing at a high level, but the career is winding down. You have a chance to watch him, you watch him. Ernest is calling from Norwalk, Connecticut. What's up, Ernest? Hello. How how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Ernest? I'm hanging in there. Um, I just wanted to ask ask a question or make a statement. Um, concerning Saquon Barkley, um, do you think Saquon Barkley is worth, let's say, fourteen million dollars a year? Would you would you pay him that? What's the franchise tag going to be for Barkley? Do you know the numbers on that? Ten and I change. Think it's, I, I think it's around um, hey, 10, ten million. Yeah. Then then why would I want to pay him fourteen million a year? I don't think he's going to take that um, franchise. Oh, he doesn't have a choice. Gonna... You, if you franchise him, that's it. He doesn't have a choice. He's got to play the year under that one franchise contract. And you could franchise tag him again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I it's not his choice. You, you can, as the team that drafted him, you can franchise tag a player uh, two years in a row. And if I'm the Giants, that's probably what I do because I am not paying him long term. There's just no, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not paying him big time. I'm not paying, it's not him. I'm not paying a running back big time money long term. Okay, yeah, okay. But that's me. Yeah. So no, to answer your question, I don't think he's worth $14 million a year. Do you? No, no, no. Okay. No, I, def- I definitely don't. I definitely don't. Why not? Yeah, well, because um, for one thing, 
I don't think he's um I I wouldn't you know what I would not give um Saquon a contract pass two years right because he's he you know he he and he's always um injured it seems like he's not he doesn't have the have the the uh, the durability to carry um to carry a team so I don't think I would um I would pay him under under those um you know terms. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why you probably franchise tag him. We'll see what Joe Shane and Brian Dable decide to do. And thank you for the call, Ernest. You can't pay him $14 million a year. You can't. It's not a knock on Saquon Barkley. It is the running back position. Uh, devalued would be too strong a word, but you can't overpay for a running back if you're trying to build up the rest of your team. That's the challenge with the salary cap. You can't pay... You can't overpay for X if you want to build it out with Y and Z. Like, you need multiple pieces. The Giants are not in a spot where they're one player away. You can't overpay for Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. See, if the Giants aren't careful, they'll find themselves in a similar spot to the Knicks. I know it's a different sport, but think about the comparison for a second. The Knicks are so starved for star players, right? So they get Julius Randle, who's a very good player, and has played like an all-star two years ago and again this year. But he's not that guy. And the Knicks gave him a lucrative contract, paying him like a star player. Then they did the same thing with R.J. Barrett. And again, I know these NBA contracts are, you know, insane, where you look at some guys, you're thinking, how the hell is that guy worth that much money? But the Knicks, instead of being able to get real superstars, whether it be via the draft or free agency, they found guys that are B-level or C-level stars, and they locked them up long-term, and now they got to live with that. This is their team. If the Giants, and they're going to, extend Daniel Jones, just a matter of how much, if they overpay for Daniel Jones, and then they overpay for Saquon Barkley, Now, I get that you need players, and those two guys were the focal point and should be and faces of the franchise. And but now you you know it's different now where you're gonna actually have to pay them. Well, how the hell are you supposed to build a quality team around them too? That's the challenge. They need a quarterback, desperately need a quarterback. Well, they have one. But is he worth over thirty five million a year? Maybe similar to the Cowboys. Need a quarterback. Well, Dak is their guy, but then they go pay him, you know, 40 million bucks a year. Is he worth that? 877-337. And what it does is prevent you from being able to build up the team, the rest of the team, the right way. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Wednesday morning, we could get into Saquon, free agency. Super Bowl Sunday, Chiefs and Eagles. I'll do a little baseball coming up in a little bit. Obviously, the Knicks and their loss last night to the Lakers as well. Whatever's on your mind on this Wednesday morning. And it takes a knee and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. We'll get to some baseball coming up uh, after Marco gets you updated. Obviously, whatever it is you want to discuss, we could uh, take your calls here going till 5 a.m., but I'll do some baseball stuff specifically. Some of the schedules and time uh, get released, which uh, you, you love seeing that, even if it's just spring training stuff and pitchers and catchers will be here before you know it. Super Bowl to look forward to, pitchers and catchers, March Madness, and away we go, opening day, and then we're in to what is my favorite part of the year, the baseball season. 877-337-6666. Aaron is calling from Tom's River. What's up, Aaron? How are you, Sal, tonight? How are you, Aaron? 
Doing well. I'm just I was just thinking back as I was on hold as the last time I spoke to you was after the Mets hired Buck. And wow. it was a little bit I think after the Giants got Dable and we were talking about it and it's just crazy to think since those two seasons, like we get real home run hires on the part of the Mets and I know you were a big proponent of that of uh Buck. Well of course. Mary Buck yeah. Miss. Yeah, I mean Mary I, Buck. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh that's a long time ago. Where you been? That's a, I know, I you know, I got a couple of minutes here, a couple of minutes there. If I could chime in, I try, you know. Appreciate but, it. Uh, um, no, I, I love the way you answered that question about Saquon. You're definitely not even offering him anything more than the the franchise tag. But I was just wondering about your take. I I mean, I feel like Saquon, he he still feels like a lot of hype. Uh, like I'm not sure. Like it doesn't feel like he really paces the game like an elite back. Like we've seen like. Alvin Kamara do or Christian McCaffrey do in their peak seasons. It, it just feels like he's a big home run hitter. Um, it, it doesn't feel like he's that legitimate three down back, even though when you look at his talent and you look at like all the hype that he's got, it does feel like he should be that. His numbers do somewhat say that, but I don't get that feeling about him. And it just makes me a, l- a little nervous giving him that big contract. Um, but on the flip side, I like I sort of like what I saw the Giants do with him versus the Vikings where you saw him getting more targets like in the as a wide receiver. Um I'm just wondering what you think just about that and also can we see more I, of Saquon in a more of a Debo role? I don't like think Well no, he's role. not he's not that type of player. Saquon is not the receiver that Debo Samuel is. Debo Samuel is a receiver that they use at running back. Saquon is a running no, back. No, gotcha, gotcha. I I just mean like more of a more of a hybrid role. It just seems like if you can get him in space more often, the big thing. Well, I, I feel like they tried to do that. Space. I feel like they tried to do that in the postseason, at least, where they had him, you know, receiving what I think it's six catches or something like that each game in the postseason. So as you using him as a receiver out of the backfield, I don't think they ran him enough. But the way the game against the Eagles went didn't dictate it. The game against the Vikings, it was Daniel Jones. That was a disaster. That was trash. Yeah, it was yeah, a disaster. That was, that was unwatchable. Here, here's the thing, though, that I would say, Aaron. It's not to me about Saquon Barkley's ability or inability to, uh, I forget the exact word they use, but the, the way that Alvin Kamara runs or takes over a game. To me, Barkley is great as is. He looked great this year. He was you know less dancing, more attacking, looked explosive. Less, exactly. Yeah, you, you did see less of the dancing, you know, just less relying on that physical. He's a freak of, a, of an athlete. Less relying just right. on, the, on those gifts. Uh, I like him but, as a back. I'd be fine with him as my back. I'm just not into drafting running backs high, and I'm not into paying running backs a lot of money. I just don't think it makes sense to build out the rest of your it. team. You can't do it. Totally irresponsible. And on the flip side, I'd love to chime in on, D- on Daniel Jones. I even though they're going to have to give him 35 a year. I mean, I think that's what we're looking at. It just feels like the best is yet to come for Daniel, even though how how great is that, how high is that feeling? There's no way to know. But it, it does feel like he's sort of coming into his own. you got to love the way he takes the field. He, he's just – he's calm. He's steady. He's, he, he's shown so much, so much progress this year. And you're you're technically banking on – you're investing. That's what you're doing, and you're hoping that there's that he'll grow into that into that elite quarterback. Well, but they're gonna have to pay to him. Though. They're gonna have to pay him, regardless. He he's not. He's gonna be their franchise quarterback, so they're gonna have to pay him thirty five. Yeah. Well, I mean that's so that's the issue. So now they're in a spot where yeah, they found their guy, but is he worth forty million bucks? I mean, we went over. I think right. we said what he was just outside the top ten. He's top fifteen. In the league, but man, that's what you're paying for. You're gonna pay. And look, the Cowboys right. did it with Dak, and that might be the problem. Hey, Sal, you brought up Dak. I, I don't think it's very similar with Dak because I think Dak is a really good quarterback. Just he doesn't show up all the time. Well, and but yeah, but that's part of the that's problem. The same conversation. That, but, but I don't think that's the Daniel Jones conversation. Well, I think the Daniel Jones conversation is. How good can he be? He's been really steady, and he's been really good. Yeah, but at least he's consistent. I mean, the the problem is, and you're right, they're different. Thank you for the call, Aaron. Appreciate you checking in. They're different, but Jones, you at least know what you're getting. 
Dak, it could be one day he looks great. The next day he's throwing awful interceptions. He should not be doing that at this point in his career, in the postseason, no less. Marco Belletti joins us right now. Marco, what do you think of my, my new hoodie? What do you think of this bad boy? Isn't that nice? Nice colors, pops. What is it? You like that logo there? What do we call that? Oh, uh, the old fisherman logo? Uh, big Giant Fraud is what we call that. Oh, oh, no, I see Islanders. It says Islanders right there. Yeah. Well, by the way, I did get... Uh, I think it's a sellout underneath it. Is that is that what the little I writing? I think that says that on the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I okay. did get... Uh, I had them stitch that in, too, after they gave me the Lakata jersey. I said, just, you might as well just write sellout on the back of that uh, hoodie right there. Okay. I did receive a text yesterday from the Islanders and uh, got another invite for me and my nephew to go out whenever we'd like, so... Oh, so now you get to take the other child with you. I'm going to take my nephew. I didn't take any child when I took uh, my No, I know. Bo- you went. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. You guys, you and CeeLo, the same thing. CeeLo was saying something like, oh, you're going to uh, write Mr. Lodecki a, a note in crayons. I don't get it. Why? What does that mean? If anything, yeah. I think it's the opposite of, ch- of being a child. I am acting like a full-fledged adult. I go in there like an adult. I don't need to wear a Rangers jersey or care about the Rangers in that moment. Sal, you got bought like my son can get bought. If anything's going on, I could just take him to Target and get one dinosaur. Yeah. It's done. Want to go Want to go toy shopping? Want a piece of candy? That's that's basically what it was. Yes, Daddy. And you were cheap on top of it. Oh, no. Dude, you kidding me? You know how much this gear costs? Come on. Yeah. I don't know if I would say cheap. Yeah. For your soul? That was, that was cheap, my friend. Uh, what, a, cheap. what am I worth? Front row seats. <laughs> front row seats of the Islander game. Much. Owner's suite. Hobnobbing with big wigs left and right. You know, it was well over billions of dollars in that room. Oh, you were already there. You were already there. You didn't have to get that. That was already done. The only stuff that you got for being the sellout on top of it was what? A couple of things of gear? Well, you wait, already wait, in the booth. To do anything. So I should have just said, no, nah, I don't want any free gear. Look I'm at not- the sweatshirt. This is nice. Fresh and clean. I even have to wash it today. You know, you, you, who knows what the hell's going on with the laundry. My wife says, I got to do it. I'm, I'm like, I'm working. I don't have time to do it. Here's a nice, free, new, clean hoodie. I, I like it. Look at this. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you made Lodecki. them wash in front of you and by hand? Is that, no. is that how it worked out? No. I, I mean, just, you know, I don't I take stuff off the rack. My, you do that? Uh, you buy new clothes, you wash it first, or you wear it? Depends on what it is. Really? Fleegs? What do you do? Yeah, it depends what it is. Like jeans, you wash them before you wear them. Interesting. I'm always just, I'll wear them and then I'll wash them after. T-shirts I'll wash before I wear them. Oh, no. I pop the tag off. Flannel I won't because it's not actually touching my skin, so I don't really care as much. I pop the tag off and wash it and uh, and wear it. My wife, though, will not. She everything's in the wash, right to the wash. Yeah, mine is too. But I mean, that's some of it's maniacal. But like, I, if it's gonna actually like touch your body, then yeah, I'm with Fleet. Why like, I bought a new shirt? Who's wearing it? You think people wore the shirt before that you buy? You have no idea yeah. where it's been before you bought it. Forget about wearing it. There's a lot worse things that shirt could have touched. I mean, I guess, but it's hanging on the rack. Uh, like, talk to some people that work in department stores. Well, tell, what do they do with these stores. things? Uh, what? Uh, what the hell is going on? What kind of stories? What are they doing with uh, these? I, I've never worked in a department right, store, give me, so I'm not going to give, give you one. Give me a clean one. I can't because none of them are personal, so I don't know. But what stories I, have you heard? Like, I've heard stories of people that work at McDonald's. Yeah, Marco, what's a fun one that's good for radio that you can share? I don't know if I have one off the top of my head. I haven't thought about this stuff in a long time. It's garbage that you remember when you were, like, in high school right. or, like, early college. All right, so let's say we've heard the stuff about oh, fast man, food. man, I can't remember this stuff. Well, let, somebody works at a fast food place, and it's like, oh, don't go there because, you know, my buddy works there, and, you know, if a burger yeah. drops on the floor, they pick it up. Yeah, and- I remember, I mean, waitresses and stuff, they used to always say make sure that you keep your fork in your food if you want to take any of this stuff home. I remember that. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, if you ever want to wrap something up and you want to take it home, right? You want to finish it up and you want to bring it home? She's like, never, ever take your fork out of it. And I was like, why? She's like, because if that goes in the back and I have your dish now and I don't have a fork in it, how the hell do you think I'm getting it in the box? Oh, hand? Uh, She's like, I'm not dirty in another fork, am I? How about you grab another fork? Grab a utensil. It's right there. They don't have time with that Most stuff. Most places so they now, though, right they in. just give you the box and you put it in there. Yeah. No, now they Which do that. Which is probably why, because, you know. Back I mean, then, though, no, they wouldn't do it. I got, but I've never heard, so I've heard the food stories, and man, I can't even think about that, otherwise I'd never want to go out to eat. See, uh, these, are, these are problems, Sal. Don't, don't think about this stuff. Just look at like, I was even with the clothes thing, more like, you know, it's shipped, it's thrown in boxes, whatever, it's touching all these surfaces. I wasn't thinking about people doing stuff they shouldn't do with clothes. I don't what know what you you're do? insinuating no, no. exactly, Marco. No, 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 no. Again, I don't know. My I've mind goes to bad places. I, I well, know. that's... <laughs> <laughs> Again, I've never worked in a department store. I'm just saying there's some stories that I've heard with stuff that winds up and you, you put it on before you wash and you wind up with some rashes and some things that you don't uh, like. Okay. okay. I got you. So for me, if it's going to touch my skin, 
I'm going to wash it first. You know, it's like the most basic one I'm finding when you search it online is that a lot of these new clothes are treated with chemicals f- for just v- a variety of reasons. Right. So you wash those away. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. I guess I should. I just love the feeling of a new. You know what I? You know what the issue is for me, or at least was all my life. I hate when clothes get washed because it alters the way that it feels afterward. Especially if you put, you know, now I've learned to hang dry most of my stuff, but shirts shrink. They don't yeah. fit as well. The more you wash them, the more wear there is. So. I always hated that. You pop a, a fresh T-shirt on, whatever it may be, it feels great. Then you wash it the next day, it's, like, eh, it's a little shorter than it was, doesn't fit as well. Yeah. Everything, when I take it out of the dryer, I always tell myself when I put stuff on and it doesn't fit, that it's the clothes. I'm <laughs> it's the clothes. I, I hang dry like everything, every shirt. I've never dealt with shrinking when you don't put it in the dryer. If you hang dry, you're good to go. You know how many times, though, Marco, you're right. I was like yelling at my wife, hey, what'd you do? Did you put this shirt in the dryer? She's like, no, I told you I didn't put it in the dryer. I'm like, oh, I guess I gained five pounds. <laughs> In what, the three days since you wore the shirt? Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, well, it could be a couple made, weeks. Please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's some rough nights. All right. You never know. Binging on the weekend. Um, Watching the Eagles beat the hell out of the Giants. There's some rough nights, man. Yeah. I've gained weight in my days. Night. It's more of a gradual you know, trip to hell, not a one or two day span. Well, well it could be When that a... gradual trip is every day? Could be over a month. Whatever it may be, you pick up that shirt. Last time I wore this, it fit well. What'd you do? You must have put it in the dryer. I wish I knew back then not to put clothes in the dryer, but like I wasn't in control of the laundry. Well, it depends mother. on what. Again, what are the regular T-shirts? I got to just buy another one. The hell with that? Oh, hang dry. Where, yeah, where, hang where, dry. Where? On a on a a rack, a clothing rack. What do you mean? You never heard of that before? Yeah, I don't have space for this. Like, where am I doing this? Yeah, I know it's tight, but still, you just. <laughs> I mean, you know, you buy one of these little fold-up ones for like ten bucks. I can spit bucks. from one end of my house to the other. Where am I putting stuff? I used to stuff? have it in my apartment in the city, studio apartment. I had it all in one place: kitchen, bathroom, bed, clothes rack, all right there. Boom. Well, I didn't have laundry place there, but uh, I had to go downstairs and do that. Anyway, you got to hang dry stuff. I, I do it for the flannels. Right. Uh, everything else, I, I don't have enough room for this stuff. I, anyway, I, I guess it's got to be washed, but it's really nice. I don't want it to get ruined. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.